Hello, welcome to another episode of Chodamin School. Thank you so much for listening.、Um, today's episode is with our first jewelry brand, Pia. I'm very, very excited to share a little bit more about this brand、um, that was started by Marta.、Um, she's now based in Madrid, but she used to be in New York, which is where I met her and the brand. Um, and I've been in love with her pieces ever since I bought my first ring with my sister, and it became our sister ring. So it definitely holds a special place in my heart, and I hope you all love it as much as I do.、Um, this is a really exciting conversation because I was very intrigued by what sustainability looks like in the jewelry world. So we'll get to hear a little bit more about this in this episode, as well as more on how Marta got started with Pia. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And again, thank you so much for listening to Chevra Means School. Hi. Hi, Marta. How are you? Good, and you? Nice meeting you, Danielle. I think I've met you before. Yeah, I think we've even met, more like pop ups or something in New York. <laughs> yeah, and maybe like DMs or pe- like something text related. Yes. How are you? Good. Thank you for, for doing this. I know you're in Madrid, so there's a bit of a time difference. <laughs> Yeah, I just made myself an after, after lunch coffee and I'm good to go. Amazing. I'm <laughs> drinking my morning coffee, so that's perfect. Good. <laughs> um, well, um, thank you. I mean, I have known your brand for a while because I don't know if you remember, but me and my sister bought your like eye rings years ago. And I think they became like our sister rings like four years ago and we still wear them. I so, do remember it. I remember it as a very sweet thing. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, it, it's honestly the, like our favorite ring to wear. And I was really looking for a jewelry brand to interview for Chevenamin School because someone asked me recently like, about you know, what I thought about jewelry in like, this whole like, sustainable way. And I realized it was a very kind of like, not necessarily unknown, but it's not something like people always talk about thrift shopping, like for clothes and stuff like that, but not so much for jewelry.、Um, but I, so I wanted to talk to you. About your brand because it's you know, a small business and you are doing things mindfully. So I thought it would be great to chat and more so because I already kind of love your products. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be my pleasure for sure.、Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what other people are doing in terms of sustainability. I'm sure there are awful ways to make jewelry like everything, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, We can, we can kind of start at the very beginning if you, if you want to tell us like how you got started with the brand and kind of how you decided to make it your, your thing. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, um, I started already in 2012, which seems like so long ago.、Um, and、mm-hmm. I started, I definitely, did, I wasn't planning on going on jewelry. I never studied jewelry. I never,、um, it wasn't on my radar. It was、okay. definitely like、uh, design was on my radar.、Um, And like, I, I basically, like, at some point, this is a really funny story, but like, <laughs> I don't know if your mom is the same as mine, but my mom has one of her major things that she's done in life is to prevent me from getting tattoos, right? Oh, oh, 100% the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a good mom who all she does is make sure you don't get any tattoos,、um, <laughs> at some point one summer, so she is very much into meditation. Okay. And she's is a, has been a thing that I have been exposed to.、Um, For a very long time, right? So imagine my, you know, 24 year old 
post-emo, but a little emo still, <laughs> who all of a sudden finds meditation, and I was obsessed. I was like, oh, my God, the pineal gland, the third eye. Um, I can't believe this is a thing that other people, are, you know, like, are so educated in. And, like, you know, for me, it was a, a big a big change. And, yeah. and I wanted to get a tattoo of an eye in one of my fingers. I, uh-huh. that's what I had decided I was like you know it'll be small it'll be a reminder of like following my intuition or yeah. like you know like remembering that I have this and of course I told my mom and um at that time I also had moved to New York I had no friends and I if I was studying at FIT mm-hmm. and FIT had this thing that if you got really good marks they would let you take classes that were not in your major oh amazing <laughs> yeah that's so, so cool because I like barely like you know I didn't know anybody I moved to the U.S. and I I was like spending a lot of time trying to do a good job because I had come to school there and like um I got good grades and they were like well you know you you can take some extra classes if you want and I was like well I have time so I took um I took a soldering class and that summer I went home and I was like mom I'm I'm getting a tattoo on my finger it's gonna be an eye and my mom was like, well, didn't you start just making jewelry? Why don't you make an eye ring? And that way you can wear it. And when you get tired, you don't have this awful tattoo that you're not going to want to have. And That's so, so on and so forth, right? And I was like, you know, that's not a bad idea. So I made, <laughs> I made, I made an eye ring, which is the eye ring that you know and that yeah. I know. And now we all know. And and then from there on, it was like, you know, people, I was making ceramics and people in my ceramic studio would ask me and I made a few more. And like, then I was like, oh, well, I might as well, you know, like make, make a mold instead of like fabricating them. And like, mm-hmm. it just was word of mouth, a hundred percent, like wow. really like, um, and I, so that's kind of what I mean. I always joke about like, I'm in jewelry, honestly, by, by fate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like you didn't really plan it that's amazing and a lot of the times my jewelry is very inspired by tattoos that I would get that I don't get I don't have any tattoos that's so funny I love that kind of (laughs) a great way for me to to do the same (laughs) yeah yeah it was like oh you know I would love to get this and this tattoo and then I would be like well you know how can I turn that into a piece of jewelry you know or something that like so that is basically um, in a, you know, in a nutshell, the whole beginning of it, basically. That's crazy. So how did you like know where to where to begin? Like, is it based on your class mostly? Well, so no, I took that class and then I was living in like, I was living in Williamsburg back in 2000. This was 2010, maybe. And, um, mm-hmm. and there was a couple of uh, jewelry studios that were like you know like basically doing there was a there was a couple of small studios and I decided that maybe I could try and trade hours oh so I I took a class in one of them like a weekend class and I like basically like asked the owner and I was like hey if you're in need for like somebody to do whatever kind of job it is Mm -hmm. um I would I don't have a I don't have a studio I don't have anything and I would love to like you know, trade any hour that I work for you, you let me work at your studio. Wow. And, and that turned into a th- three-year or four-year job. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. they must have loved you. Yeah, yeah, I was very eager to learn. And I was, like, decent with my hands. And, um, you know, I learned, I, I made a, a bajillion wedding bands and yeah. all kinds of, like, very simple things many, many times until I was very comfortable. And then... And I never really was so worried about getting money because at that age, right. I, I wasn't worried about money. I was like, you know, like, I just want to learn. I want to learn. And yeah. so it was probably great for them, you know. 
Yeah, totally. What a good deal. <laughs> and I learned everything. Really, I learned so much. I, I I remember like then talking to people who had taken the whole um, jewelry class at FIT, which I who I had met in my one class that I had taken, mm-hmm. and they didn't even know as much as I did because. You I mean, know, practice it's, it's, makes such a difference. <laughs> yeah, and I was alone, right? Like it was just me and somebody who had a job, right? right. You had <laughs> so, to like figure it out. Yeah. So that was it. And then um, a few years later, when I was like, I felt like I was too busy and not really, you know, when that, that time is time comes when you have too much of everything or too little of everything mm-hmm. with too many things type of thing. Yeah. Um, then I, you know, I started very timidly and um, I just like opened a website and people could order. And then all of a sudden I just got this weird mention in the New York Times and that wow. kind of like escalated things i'm telling you it was very much like a weird word of mouth you know like was, yeah very word of mouth and very like you know that's um, so I, amazing yeah it makes it like a lot more special i think <laughs> yeah that is not to say that it has not been like you know it sounds easy it hasn't been oh, as no, easy no. at all right but it has been definitely like a feeling that you're not the only one in control of things mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> that, for sure that that's amazing. So, so then after you kind of like, you know, more people started to notice your jewelry and everything. Um, how did you kind of go from, from the ring to like all the other things that you were making, or was that kind of like, you know, it's because like, you also do custom orders, which I think is amazing. Um, was that because people were asking, or how did you evolve the brand to what it is now? Um, yeah. So I think that um, it took many years from that first eye into anything else, honestly, because I was just so overwhelmed and I didn't know how to run a business. Yeah. I didn't know how to price things right. I didn't know if I was making money or not. I didn't mm-hmm. know anything, right? So yeah. it took three, three or four years when I was like just slammed, honestly, like all mm-hmm. the time busy, never like, you know, so, so I, I never had enough like mental clarity to create more stuff yeah. or to create mindful more, more stuff. It only was like, I would say like maybe 2015 or 16 that I remember downsizing a little bit, slowing down and being like, you know, every store that calls you, you don't need to like say yes. Every pop up that comes up, you don't need to say yes. Every project that comes in your hands you don't need to follow through with it you 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 should be a bit more mindful or what is it that you are doing right yeah and like I don't know I mean my my I think of my brand honestly like as a service (laughs) which is (laughs) it's kind of like it makes for like a pretty sometimes you know it's like the opposite of those brands who are based on like how um like how much they sell (laughs) <laughs> right or how much they sell or how their designer taste is like I sometimes oh. think of like a lot of the times like you know it doesn't quite matter if you fully love something or not as long as it speaks to you because it'll 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 be for somebody else you know what True. I mean and sometimes yeah. you're like oh I don't like or I love this and I'm just like yeah no but that's that's not something that other people are going to be or the people who are interested in your brand are not interested in your brand for this right or they're not not coming to you for that or vice versa right like things that I am like well I don't I wouldn't wear this but I know Mm -hmm. that this would be a really good piece for somebody who's looking for a symbol that they wear yeah I mean that's like a really hard thing to to understand I think 
So it's pretty impressive that you were able to detach yourself from it, you know, because it can be really hard to be like, well, but it's my brand. Like, I want it to be this way, you know? Yeah. And it is a constant reminder, honestly, like every day I'm just like, well, it's not all about you, you know, like you don't wear all the things that you make and you don't make all the things that you wish Mm -hmm. to make or that you would wear. Right. Like sometimes I make a thing and I make it for myself and I was like no this is a weird thing that I want for myself <laughs> and that has nothing to do with everything else and you just make it right yeah um but yeah I mean I think that I, th- there was a huge impasse there and then it was like basically like okay so we have an eye and we have this product and what is mm. what is the essence of that right like wh- why is it that people care about it why is it that you still think that is cool and then I think that like my the easiest way to to talk about it was to say like well you know i think it's a vessel it's like a symbol for somebody to pour their their intentions their their feelings their meaning you know and 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 that's why for me it was important to keep it a little bit impersonal yeah which at some point led to me changing or not changing but like removing my first name out of it and being yeah, like right i don't say. that was really the 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 sentiment the behind it okay Oh, that's really cool. Because, yeah, just for context, it used to be Marta Pia, right? And now it's just Pia. Yeah. Um, And I was wondering what that, like, redesign, where did it come from? But that's that's really nice that you were kind of doing it because of that reason. Yeah, I thought that it, like, it it did, I didn't want people, you know, I wanted people to to have their own thing. And and Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, a brand is... I don't know it, 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 I didn't want it to be very personal like if it's my if it's about me then it cannot be about you you know what I right, mean right right that's amazing um and if we were to talk a little bit more about the production um so I know that you are very careful with like where you source your your like especially like the stones and everything but can you tell us a little bit more about how you do this and why it's important yeah um I'm so yeah I mean I I didn't really um know a ton about stones and it was something that was it's just so interesting and there's so Mm -hmm. much of it and there's so much color and so much texture and it's all natural and it's insane so it was really (laughs) easy for me to sort of like um I don't know feel feel attracted to that and sort of make it into a main feature of everything I was making Mm -hmm. so honestly sourcing in in Arizona I don't I try and go once a year I've I've been going the last four years in a row um aside from last one obviously yeah um (laughs) That was the last one. I'm, I'm just like starting to not count it because nothing really happened. I know, <laughs> right? Everything just went in pause. <laughs> so the last year that was allowed is the last time I was there. And um, and the thing is, is like in Arizona, um, I don't know, it's, it's really magical because you get people from all over the world and everybody is, you have, you have everything. You have like high range, mid range, and then you have the guy who brings his uh, trailer with his wife and buckets of turquoise, you know? (laughs) And he just has friends or people he knows who have like pieces of land who happen to have a mine on them, right? And and that is, right, that's where the, the, to me, that's where the money's at. That's like what, what is so interesting um I'm, I'm, the only problem is that it doesn't target every possible stone right like not mm-hmm. everything is in the u.s and and obviously there is a lot of room for um i don't know intercontinental shipping yep 
<laughs> so, um, but you know, the only thing you can do is to try and go to a place like that and talk to people and see how, how, how they do you know, things. yeah. And, and if you feel like, if you like them, if you trust them, if you would like to give them your money, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think that, it's, that is a huge thing. It's like, um, and, and again, just to try and be a good judge of character, of character is, is honestly hard. one of the is is hard and is one of the few things you can do in a world like gemstones because mm. even people who like deal with sapphires or 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 you know more more on the higher end precious stones they really very much rely on their dealers and they trust yeah. their dealers and they're like you know I know this guy would not tell me but but at the end of the day you're kind of you can't prove anything you know what mm-hmm. I mean if somebody tells you oh this this comes from like a small mine. Um, where people, you know, have like enough to live and, and it has yeah. not been funded by any awful government who's trying to like, you know, <laughs> speculate with people's lives. Um, you kind of have to believe them. So the only thing you can do is, is surround yourself with people you trust. Yeah. Or try and go to the source, which, you know, there are other companies who like, you know, if you can do it, I, I would love to be able to at some point have enough means to justify a trip to, uh, Madagascar or Australia right. and say like oh you know I'm gonna go and get all this opal and I'm gonna get it from the actual rock and I know where yeah. it comes from and I know who owns the the land and where it you know what yeah. what it affects so yeah that would be amazing <laughs> that would be amazing for sure but for now I think that the Arizona, the, <laughs> Arizona is definitely like a lot more doable why why Arizona um, is that like the place for gemstones yeah like- it's Okay. Yes, it's the biggest um, trade show in the world for oh. gemstones. So oh, it happens once that. a year, it's a whole month. And the city of Tucson turns into uh, just tents all over the city. Yeah. It's really funny because it's also not one pavilion. It's like something that like kind of scrolls like mushrooms. That's so funny. All over the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and it's like weird because, um, yeah, it's, it, it like some pavilions are like super high security versus where some other stuff is just like dust in the desert and like, mm-hmm. you know, as I said, like buckets of stuff. Um, but yeah, I heard about Tucson back when I was like learning and yeah. it became a, a thing that I was like, oh, I really want to go. I really want to go. And uh, in one year, you know, I was happy to think that I had you know, that I couldn't justify a trip there. And I was like, well, you know, you don't know. It's time to make stuff with new stones and you don't yeah. know necessarily enough to make a, like make some, some choices. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I, w- I went one year and I was like, oh, you know, this is actually great. I'm learning a lot. I, that prompted me to start gemology, which I am halfway through because- Oh my gosh, amazing. Is, That's yeah, so cool. it is a very it is a very expensive degree. Is it really? Just, wow. It's it's a weird thing. It's, it's it's very much a lobby type of thing. Mm, oh, <laughs> so did you? Know, how did you? Was... Were you like just kind of wanting to learn more because you were using them so much? Yeah, I wanted to learn more and I and be more comfortable being able to talk about it, not like double, mm. you know, double guessing and like. I wanted yeah, to totally. learn more about the chemistry of things and you know what makes something really hard versus what makes something you know like change color or clear versus uh so that that was it and I'm I'm halfway through I don't think I am doing it in any purpose aside from like my personal sort of like yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's That's when you really kind of are you're learning for for the purpose of learning you know yeah it might just take me a minute though that's the only thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
So are you doing um, that in, in Madrid? Is that why you moved over there? No, I moved, I moved over here, honestly, because I was just spending a lot of time in my apartment in New York. And it felt, mm. um, it just, it just felt like, like it made, it didn't make a ton of sense. Even before COVID, it, it like, I hadn't been moving further out and out into <laughs> neighborhoods of New York. Are you, are you a New York? Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm in Williamsburg. Yeah. Yeah, so I started off in Williamsburg and then, you know, it was like I spent nine years in Greenpoint and then from Greenpoint I um moved to Crown Heights and yeah. I I loved Crown Heights, but it is it was it was far from a lot of my friends and mm-hmm. like it, it definitely changed my life into a situation where I was no longer really going to Manhattan on oh, a regular yeah, basis. And right, and it was like you know, I I came to New York for two years, and it had been already <laughs> thirteen years, you know, and wow, <laughs> and I had never really gotten a chance to live in Madrid as an adult because I had left when I was twenty two, and mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you're a child at twenty two still, yeah. like I had never lived outside of my parents' house, and I felt like if I didn't do it now, I was never gonna do it because. Right. I wasn't honestly. Yeah. So right now the production is in New York. So yeah, let me tell you about the production. So aside yes. from the stones, which get sourced in 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 Arizona, I um very early in the game I knew I wanted inlay, and I I've been a I've been really interested. Inlay is uh, basically like you fit a stone like a piece of something into a, a gap very okay. precisely, right? Mm-hmm. Is you can do it with like joinery in terms of wood. Um, but in, in my case, it's metal and, and, and mm-hmm. rock, right? So I had a hard time, but I finally found a stone cutter that was amazing and that I still work with him. He's worked for me for 10 years now. Wow. And, uh, you know, I brought him some samples, right? Like the first ones that I had made. And mm-hmm. it was like, can you make this? And um, And like he was making the stone part for many years. The metal part gets done. Everything gets done on 47th Street. Oh, no 47th way. Street between 5th and 6th Avenue. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Which is like one of the, at this point, I feel like is one of the last reducts of what New York used to be. Oh, maybe I'll go have a walk around there. <laughs> oh my God, do it for me. I miss it so much. It's, it's, it's weird how much I miss getting in the train and like get, like bumping elbows with everybody and being yeah. so annoyed at everybody taking up so much space and like... <laughs> I used to, I used to, yeah, and I miss it so much. But um, so yeah, it gets done. It gets um, casted. So we normally like what you do is you make a a model of something, and then from that you take a mold, mm-hmm. so you can reproduce it, and it gets casted through a process called lost wax casting, mm-hmm. which is it's uh, a little difficult to explain. But what you're doing basically is creating a replica of something in wax. Okay, and then you're covering that wax with plaster. And okay. one thing of one thing of plaster that is really interesting is that when plaster settles and hardens, it heats up. Mm-hmm. Not a ton, but it heats up. Like if you if you touch it, it'll be hot. Oh wow! So when the plaster gets hot, it melts the wax. Oh. So then inside you have um, a negative space of the thing you want to cast. Oh, and that's then cool. you shoot uh, silver, gold, whatever. It's a very very old process. Like all the you know italian sculptures that you can think of <laughs> yeah. like really old it's all made in that same process like okay rodan, rodan and all everything in the mat that, that is bronze has been made like that 
That's really cool. It's like a little piece of like a sculpture. <laughs> yeah, it's like a tiny sculpture. So like there is on 47th Street a few people who um, do this process. And um, I work with one who specializes on recycled metals mainly. So okay. they have um, basically a contract with one of the biggest refineries in the U.S. So what they do is they, this refinery basically, I, I don't know if there's more than one, but they're like definitely the biggest one. Mm -hmm. They take every single per, like chain that gets pawned in the United States and they melt it oh. and they make sure that it is a certain carrot. Mm -hmm. um, so carrot gold, I don't know if you are familiar with how it works. The but, basics, um, but feel free to explain it more. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically 100% gold is 24 carat. The okay. problem is that um, once one only metal metals when they are not mixed a mix of a metal is an alloy right mm -hmm. a metal when it's alone it's very soft so yeah. if you if you were to pick something that is 24 karat gold you would be if you were to bite it you would be able to leave teeth marks on it that's crazy. which is which is why you don't see 24 karat gold jewelry ever mm, really okay. because it It gets marked and dented and, and, and broken very, very easily. So normally people, the, the best you, or the highest carrot you will do is like 22. And that's normally like only for like pendants and things that won't be yanked and like right. abused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then 18 and 14, right? So um, th that is just basically how much of non-gold is in that alloy. Mm, I see. Now the parts that are not gold are normally copper if it's rose gold or bronze or brass, if it's mm -hmm. uh, yellow gold, right? Yeah. And what it does is it hardens the metal. It makes it way more durable. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, these are like basically things that the caster takes care of, um, only that they use this, they make use to, they make, they make sure they use um, sources of metal that are not mined, yeah. they're just recycled. That's amazing. So you, you wanted it to be recycled Like, that's why you asked for them to do it that way? Or that's just the way they operate? Um, yeah, no, they, op they only operate with um, recycled metal. That is their Amazing. prerogative. Like, and, and I really love working with them. They're such a professional house. I've been also working with them forever. And, mm -hmm. and for me, it was great. I, I feel like it is, it is such a great way to, you know, I feel like jewelry is being recycled constantly. We like it or not. Totally. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. And, and there is one of the positive parts of gold, right? Like gold is gold. Even right. if it's 80, you know, <laughs> even if it was a chain before, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Yeah. So so I still work with them and they do a lot of the custom pieces, everything that needs to be made. Um yeah, m most of the stuff gets still made in New York. Right now I'm like starting to figure out how to venture out into um maybe people who can work a bit more enamel. Mhm. Mm Um, because sometimes I have uh, ideas that uh, would render very complicated mosaics. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a problem because I would like to make them into an actual product, but the, the cost of it would not necessarily work. Yeah. Well, that's so, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I really love that you have kept it kind of in a tight-knit circle of the people you've worked with for years now. And that's kind of like the team that you're going to be working with seems like forever <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's I I feel very super thankful honestly like since then they have always been really helpful in terms of like working with my experience which at the mm -hmm. beginning wasn't huge right and yeah. they explained me everything and 
and uh, yeah, no, it's 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 worked really nicely and to the point where like, you know, most people don't really necessarily produce in New York and even more so if you don't live in New York and now I don't live in New York and I still mm-hmm. produce in New York. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. And but it's also really nice that you cuz like back to like the the beginning where I was saying that like what's sustainable jewelry, you know. Um it seems like this is a pretty good way of making sure that it's all kind of small batched and also like with your custom orders you're kind of making what you're being asked for rather than you know having a lot of inventory and not really knowing what to do with that which i think also kind of contributes to that sustainable model right yeah for sure absolutely i would say yeah um, i also think that there was a th- th- there was always a thought in terms of becoming bigger I think that when you're a designer, or even if you're not a designer, I'm assuming this happens to everybody, when you have your own company, in the world that we live now, your hopes are that every year you're going to double, or you're going to get bigger, or you're going to, right? And and, and I think that it is, it takes a minute to sort of like, be like, oh, well, maybe that's not what I want to do. Right, maybe that's not the priority here. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I don't particularly want to have a huge studio with a bunch of people who like work for me full time you know mm-hmm. like like I was hoping to make something that was a bit more um I don't know flexible uh, yeah. humane humane not so much like you know like push 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 mm-hmm. totally and I think you you've accomplished that I mean the rings look very um in the best way like delicately made like handmade you know what I mean like it doesn't seem like you're buying something that was made by a machine 20 times ah. in one minute <laughs> thank you I have a hard time telling them apart sometimes really like I I, I I don't know I was recently at a at a design market over here in Madrid and I, I took a, a moment to like ask the few jewelers there that I was like, do you make this? And it made me kind of annoyed at myself because some people would ask me that mm-hmm. and I would have to explain like no, I don't make it myself. I don't have a casting facility in my studio and I do not cut every single stone myself. And I found myself doing the same to people last weekend, but only because um, I just was told by my friend that like, she was like, you see these earrings? I've been seeing them everywhere. I think they come from China and everybody has decided to sell them. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. I'm like, so different designers are selling the same earrings. And she's like, yeah, I think that people just buy them and they... And and so like that triggered me into being like, oh wow, do you make this or do you buy it from China? <laughs> and and like, but it was because I had never like I didn't even know that that was a thing. Really, yeah. <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's a thing for everything. Honestly, like yeah, well, but yeah, it's it's been interesting because I have tried to, um, you know, at least like I have considered venturing into overseas production for mm-hmm. certain things and. It is very tricky. It's um, it's it's again going back to like if you don't know the people, you can't really totally. trust them, and or or being a, a good judge of character doesn't really help you because you're honestly on email with somebody who you've never seen and you're probably never gonna see. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really hard. Even I feel like it it makes a lot more sense to to work with people that you have met multiple times. You know. Yeah. So even if you're far away now, you like don't question their work at all because you already are so comfortable with them. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's a really nice setup. I I I feel very lucky to be able to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, I guess my last question is, what's next? I know you kind of have just made a big move, and 
I, I see that you're, you know, you have such beautiful stones and new colors. I love the pink. <laughs> so oh, I'm wondering what, if, you, if there's anything you can kind of tell us, that'd be awesome. Well, so, um, you know, I think that I almost just want to go back to normal amount of work, you know, like that <sighs> last year, last year was such a, um, I wanted to take advantage of, of how things were to move because mm -hmm. it, it had been a thing that I wanted to do for a few years already. And it was really hard and I was always working towards it. I was like, oh, this year I'm going to like leave everything so tied up that like maybe next year I can like, you know, go and live six months somewhere to check it out. Or I can mm -hmm. like, you know, do all those things that you have to like work in advance in order to be able to do. And yeah. then finally next last year, it was like, oh, you know, I've done a good amount of the work and nothing really seems to be happening right now. So it would be silly for me to try and be pushing new things on people when people <laughs> are not are not thinking about this right now. It's and true. I think that is it's not time to think about that. It's time to think about other stuff. So I took the, the time in the queue to think about other stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And I am like, honestly, looking forward to going back to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now that things are starting to be a little more normal again. <laughs> yeah, I feel like now, you know, it's always a new world, I think. Honestly, every the last few years, every year, I'm like, man, it's a new world. Like, yeah, it almost feels like everything needs to be reinvented a little bit. But Agreed. it does. <laughs> yeah, it, it does feel a bit more, uh, I don't know, like, okay to be talking about um, jewelry. Which, yeah. you know, jewelry is like, as much as it is something that's very important and sentimental and loaded, it's also something that you can live without. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I like the, the sentimental aspect of it, but you're, you're right. <laughs> right. So in a way, it's like I, I feel like a privileged person to be able to dedicate my life to talk about people's feelings. Right. And yeah. like and to celebrate other people, because that's mostly what you do with jewelry. Right. It's such a joyful type of work you're not you're not submitting people to thinking about their size you're not submitting people to thinking mm -hmm. about like you know what I mean it's not even yeah that's so nice and the type of jewelry that I make is almost not for anybody else but yourself mm -hmm. no it's true <laughs> whereas other that. right other 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 pieces can be more like oh I have a party I'm gonna wear these banging earrings or mm -hmm. like my jewelry is very much like an everyday thing that just reminds you of a certain thing. Yeah. I mean, that's my, my, my eye ring. Literally, that's what it does for me. <laughs> Every morning yeah. I, I put it on and I'm like, okay, hey, that's part of me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter and where I'm going or what I'm doing. Yeah. And, but it is, it's for you. Right. And it yeah. normally reminds you of a nice thing, which is your sister in this case. Yeah. And, and your connection with her and the time that you bought it and the time mm -hmm. that you, what you were doing that day, you know, like it's, yeah. it's a joy. It's a joy to be able to share with people things that are nice. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Well, I'm very, very happy that we got to, to chat and learn more about your brand because it's been my favorite for a while. So mm -hmm. now that I know, so happy. <laughs> I can't wait so to glad. share. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and I'll, I'll be in touch. I can't wait to, to hear more and see what's coming up and everything same please let me know if you need anything else from me thanks so much danny have a good one thanks so much marta for being part of chevremin school i'm so happy that we got to share more about jewelry and sustainability and how that those two go hand in hand 
Um, I'm more than happy to have had Pia as my first jewelry brand on Chavaremin School. Um, so I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. And if you want to keep up with everything, every beautiful thing that you're that Marta's making, please feel free to check out their website and their Instagram. I'm going to link them both. And if you like this episode, feel free to share and subscribe. Thank you so much and see you on the next episode.